Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Amen. Let somebody here say, hey, this pastor is proud. Oh. He's blowing his own horn. No. That's why even the pictures that they were taking here, I said don't put any of those pictures, simple pictures. If you wanted to see what happened, you should have been in the convention. If you didn't show up, I'm not now that I'm going to list the choir song, song one, song two, song three, song four. If you want to know, you come to church and you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So we started talking about what? How to deal with barrenness. Amen that we saw that there are different types of barrenness. And we must deal with our barrenness because, you see, you may never know you are barren. No. You may think that all is well with you, but what I'm saying is that you can have the ability to conceive. You can have the ability to conceive, but if you are not able to bring the fruit to the end, you are still considered as barren. Amen. And there shall not be any barren person in the house of the Lord. Are you still with me? And so we looked at the different types of barrenness. And uh, uh, the last time that we met, we began to look at how you can deal with barrenness. How many of us remember that? This is just an intro. How many of us remember how you can deal with barrenness? The first thing that we saw was what? Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Do not what? Pass on what? The responsibility. How do you pass on responsibility? In Genesis chapter 16, Bible says that one of the things that happened was that when the word of the Lord came unto Abraham, that I'm going to make you the father of all nations, it took 25 years. When he got the word, he was 75. He did not bring forth to the child of promise until 100. And within that time, instead of Sarai to rise up and become active, she decided to pass that responsibility on to another woman called Hagar. What I'm saying is that if you don't rise up yourself to take the steps and begin to be productive, begin to witness, begin to study the word of God, begin to involve yourself in the work of God, you can be, you can be powerful. Oh. You can be leading worship, but you are still barren. You can be a pastor, but you are still barren. You can be anything in the church, but you are still barren. Can I have an amen? A mother who does not have a child, it doesn't mean that the mother cannot take care of other children. They have the potential to take care of other children, but they themselves, they have been denied the ability to bring forth. And tonight your story is changing. Hallelujah. So do not transfer your duty of outreach, church planting, going out there. That's why every Saturday, four to six, sometimes we come nine, evangelism is going on and I want us to be a part of it. Listen, God is showing us. Look at how many people have been visiting the church since we started evangelism. I mean, it's, it's a lot. Eight, nine, ten. Last Sunday, about 13 of them. Majority of them mentioned that it was through evangelism. They were met here, here, some were invited. Last time I was saying that we need to give God a cause to grow his church. And the way we can give God a cause to grow his church is if you and I will go. Amen. Are you still here? So we must rise up and go. Tell somebody we must rise up and go. The second way to deal with it is that we say that do not reject the prophetic word. The prophetic word that came. You know, when the prophet was sent to come and tell what? Um, uh, what do you call Sarah that she was going to have a child. I would say that she laughed. He said, now that I am 90, 
And then my husband is 100. He means that they have changed the standard. You 43 years, small time than your waist. Abraham, them, they set the level at 190. You should start doing some press-ups and then rejuvenate yourself because the standard is high. We are working on it. Husbands, we are working on it. Hey, Pastor Hans, we are lifting weights, spiritual weights. Hey! Hallelujah! Believe in the prophetic word. Words that are spoken from the pulpit, where that God speaks, believe in those words. Because the word, you see, God would always give you, if God loves you, he'll send you a man. God will send you a man. Second Chronicles 20, 20, right? He said, believe in the Lord your God and you shall what? And then what? Believe in his prophets and what? You shall prosper. Believe the prophetic word that is spoken over your life. Sometimes even just a text message, you are blessed. You must say amen in caps. Because a prophetic word has come your way. Believe it. Believe it. Hallelujah. If she had believed in the prophetic word, she would have immediately come out of barrenness and become fruitful. But it took her a while. She decided to pass it on. Now, after her guy gave birth to a child... Then all of a sudden, she began to despise her. Because if you don't rise up and become fruitful, your barrenness will despise you. People will make, I mean, will say derogatory marks about you. They will say so many things about you. But it's changing. I say it's changing. You and I will rise up. Number three, we say believe in God, his prophets, and what? In the preaching of his word. We preach the word of God here. We don't. Everything is in the word of God. When the word comes, take it, eat it. It will change your life. I say to change your marriage. I say to change your situation. Take the word, eat it, and then walk in it. I'm telling you, it's the preaching we have heard. It's the preaching we have heard. That is why we are all here. Yeah, pastors. That's why we are still married, though. Because sometimes we also feel like picking up our bags and leaving, just like you have been feeling. Government, yeah, just like you, you have you have a spare emergency suitcase that when sometimes you can lift the emergency suitcase and say you are going. We too, we have emergency wardrobe which we have things, we just take it and we are also going. But because of the word, because of the prophetic word, because of the thing, I'm never going to divorce by the grace of God, so you cannot also divorce. Because the devil, that's what the devil wants. If my wife is even beating me, I'm marrying her. Yeah. Yeah. Because what? Strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Many people are only waiting. There's a story about one pastor went to sleep with somebody in the church. The one day as the church was going on, he came cool and then he came to the church. You know, he came to apologize. As soon as he finished apologizing, the chief deacon also got up. And he also came to stand there. Church, I want to apologize. Then the other one also got up. Then the other one goes, so asomwa. I say asomwa. Everybody is blowing the ladies in the church. Then they come and stand here. And then they are are taking offering and they are preaching. Asomwa, immediately the head pastor Strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. They were also doing, as soon as he confesses here, the thing that we have been trying to do, we're afraid we will be fired. Now the head has done it, so we have also all come out. Now it's the decision of the church to get up and leave them to pastor themselves or still stay. Hallelujah. We believe in the Lord, believe in his prophet. And believe in the words. Hallelujah. Number four. It said take practical steps that leads to what? Fruitfulness. Even if it looks like something for the younger people. Hey. As soon as, as soon as uh, uh, Sarah got to the place where she wanted to. She went to uh, Victoria's Secret. Went to the special line. Is it lingerie they call it? 
He went there. Say, Father Abraham, what color do you like? Say, I like purple. It's royal. Then he collected all of them and brought it to the house. All of a sudden, the 90-year-old woman has become like a 16-year-old woman. Hey! That was the only way fruitfulness could come back. If you just, you see, we're small. Listen, this gray hair that is coming is, we are not asking it to come home. It's coming by itself, but inside, we are young. We are young. We have more energy. Hmm. I tell you, we are, we are marching forward. Though. Be strong. Be strong. Get to rise up. Do the things that will make you fruitful. Going out on evangelism. Talking to somebody. He said, this weekend, one brother made a mistake. He came to my house. Pressed the bell. He was coming to sell alarm system for me. Then when he pushed the bell, I allowed the guy to come in and he sat down. When he was going, he has prayed the sinner's prayer. He went out to how to avoid hell and become born again and how to be a strong Christian. As the guy was going, he was surprised. I am in my house and then you brought yourself. Share. Came to push the bell. I tell you, the guy was sitting down at the dining table and I was saying, he was surprised. He's coming to make business. Oh, oh but you haven't made a business on his account. It just, I mean, it's just like, we were just talking. I don't know where it came from. There's something was like, I'm a minister. I said, my father too. Then I said, hey, are you a born again Christian? If you die right now, where are you going? He was quiet. He brought himself. He prayed the sinner's prayer fully. You, one of these days, you come to church. He started reading the book. He read chapter one. <laughs> I tell you, rise up, rise up. He that winner the soul, Bible say is wise. Don't be afraid. It is my house, oh. It is my house. You came to my house. If I came to your house, it's a different story. But you came to my house and you entered my house. When you come into my house, salvation. He's a born-again Christian. By the time, right now, God is blessing his business. Are you still here? (laughs) Or you have gone home? Hallelujah. It's amazing what God will do if only we put our mind on it. Then the next one that we saw was what? Familiarity. Familiarity is one thing that can kill any another. When you get familiar with the minister of God, you can receive there are times I'm praying for people and I just send, I send the spirit of ping pong. Ping pong spirit. It's like you speak and the person smashes you. Receive it. Receive what? Receive one. You in the spirit. Hey, those people, you don't pray for them for long. You too receive it. <laughs> receive it. Receive what? You don't know what you are talking about. Hey, familiarity. 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 One time Bishop was saying that one brother was talking to him. He said, somebody said, Hey, Charlie, if you don't stop with Bishop, he said, Ah, Bishop, is he God? He's also a man. You've pronounced a curse upon your life. Because when it comes to the servant of he said, Touch not my anointed. The fact that he has you have come closer and you have seen that when he sleeps, he snores. That should not even be something that should come out of your mouth. Familiarity will kill and quench the anointed. Hallelujah. So that is why even the Catholics, they call their pastors father. So that, that, that name, father, it makes you know that honor your father and your mother so that it shall be well with you. There's a reason to that. Are you still here? Are you still here or you have gone home? So that is what we talked about as barrenness. But God is trying to raise shepherds. Can I have an amen? We must walk out of barrenness and then become shepherds because the work of God, eh, it is heavy. One man cannot do it by himself. Can I have an amen? I say one man cannot do this work by himself. God is counting on you to share that burden. Because one man, I mean how many names can one man remember? 
Maximum 150. Even that one. It's a lot of names. How about if the church is now 300? So for the church of God to actually get to the place, God is calling shepherds. God is calling people who would also put their hands, what? To the plow and what? To do the work. Because we must pick up that spiritual burden. The work of God, it is a type of a burden. You know? And when you have that burden, a burden is what makes you begin to rise up and to work. Can I have an amen? A burden will cause you to rise up and then do the things that you must do. If we want, truly want to be fruitful, we will not just sleep. You will not just sleep. Like when you are coming to minister in the morning, as somebody that is in the choir, as some, you get up early in the morning, you wait upon the Lord. The Lord speaks to you before you come and mount the stage. You just don't sleep and then you get up. Church service, we are supposed to be here at 10. You got up at 9.30. It takes you 15 minutes to just roll your hair over and do your pawns. And another 20 minutes to shower. So all you have is five minutes. Then when you come and stand here, you too, are, you, you miss the prayer. And you realize that as you are standing there, the devil begins to bring things to your mind that you know, you know what, you should have done this, you should have done this. What I'm saying is that if we want to be fruitful, Whatever God has given to us, we must rise up and exercise it. I see you exercising it in the name of Jesus. Are you still here? Are you still here? God wants to raise up shepherds. God wants to raise up laborers. In Matthew chapter 9 verse 38, put it up. Matthew chapter 9 verse 38. From verse 38, it says, when he saw the multitude, Bible says that he was moved with compassion on them. It was, a, it was a burden. It was a burden that when he saw the multitude, Bible said he was moved with compassion on them. When he saw that somebody was not saved, when he saw the people as they are walking back and forth, the, his heart was troubled. He was moved. Jesus Christ had the burden for the people to be saved. He said what? Because they fainted and were scattered as abroad as what? Sheep that has no shepherd. People are scattered where there are no shepherds. A shepherd is a caretaker of the sheep, of the God's flock. That is why the pastor alone cannot do the work. You must grow up to become a shepherd. You must become a worker in the house of the Lord. Vince, you must become a worker in the house. Not a shepherd over your wife and your boy. But other sheep that God has for you. Can I have an Amen. Are you still here? Is that in your Bible? Because they fainted. People are fainting. People need somebody to encourage them. People need somebody to pick them up for church. People need somebody to tell them that Jesus Christ loves you. People need somebody to encourage them to rise up and be strong. People need hope. One time one student told me that I'm depressed. I said, what is going on? He said, I'm just depressed. I said, depression will leave you in Jesus' name. Why not? Next verse, verse 37. Then said he unto his what? Disciples. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. The laborers are what? Few. The shepherds are few. The people that will go and harvest, the people that will take care, they are few. That is why you must rise up and bear the spiritual burden. The spiritual burden. Then look. Then he said, pray ye therefore to the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. The harvest is plenteous. The laborers are few. Why did God not just empower the disciples to do, just the pastors to do the work? But he said that, pray ye to the God of the harvest. Let the pastor pray that many shepherds will rise up from the church. Let the prophet pray that many people will grow up and begin to do the work of the harvest. Can I have an amen? If you are God and you have a, a huge harvest, will you only call few? No, it's only African mentality. Yeah, it's like you are, you've seen the gold. The thing is a lot. We learned one lesson from when Jesus Christ told Peter to cast down the net and they got a, 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 a great harvest. The guy saw the thing. He was not an African. He called people to come and enjoy some. But there are people, when somebody comes to sit on the gold, their butt is burning, but they are still sitting on it because they are afraid that when they get up, somebody else will come and sit. But that's what it, you must also become a pastor. You must also become a lady pastor. You can also come and do the work. It's not like one pastor and everybody here, if you desire, you become a pastor. 
Because the harvest is truly plenteous. But the laborers, the Bible says that they are few. Pray you to the God of the harvest. You can pray for God to give you a spiritual burden. Alan, pray that God will give you a burden to become a minister of the gospel. Yeah. Why not? Do you think it is possible? Yeah. Pray that God will give you that burden. That serious burden. That you become a minister of the gospel. Become somebody. Pastor Hans, as he was sitting here. When he walked into the church the first day, he was going to buy something at African market. Now he's a pastor. He was going to buy tilapia so he can put more pepper in it. And burn people's mouth. Can I have an amen? Yeah, but look. As he has been here, listen. The work truly is big. If we say we are going to have 300, Sunday, our chief worship, Mr. Andre, said we are not ready for 300 people. 159 people were in this house. There was chaos. Adult, the children were 70 something. There, were, there was commotion in the building. Say so we are not ready for 300 people. Before the 300, we must have about 20 ushers from these workers who can maintain them. Yeah. Because if not, there will be chaos. When we had a wedding, AJ, their wedding, and about 300 or something people showed here, it wasn't easy for us. We must give God a cause to grow the church. But then you must grow up. You must now become the person that is caring for the people who are coming. Somebody got to rise up. Tell the person sitting by you, Charlie, you must become a shepherd. So I'm going to give us why you can become a shepherd. Why you can become a shepherd. Who is a shepherd? A shepherd is just a caretaker of the sheep. A loving, caring guide of the sheep. Hey, a shepherd is somebody, you see, I mean, in, I think in the, is it Yoruba or Igbo language, where Oluishwaguton is the same as a shepherd, right? Yeah. The same Yoruba, the same word they use for shepherd is the same word they use for a pastor, is the same word they use for a prophet, is the same word they use for any man of God, the Oluishwaguton. All of us are shepherds. How did they say it? Olushua, uh, Doctor Tunde, Olushua Guton, Olushua Guton, yeah, the same thing. So the chief usher is an Olushua Guton. Mister Candyman, you are an Olushua Guton, with a, just with a beard, different look. Are you still here? Hallelujah. We can become shepherds. One of my role as a pastor that God has called me so that I would equip you as a saint to do the work of the ministry. Give us Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 and 12. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. I'm saying that why you must become a shepherd. The harvest is truly plenteous. You must rise up. God has called you. God has called you. You see, the call of God, eh, it is just simple. The call of God is simple. I never heard like, my son, my son, my son. It was just a desire. So I was just singing. A, a serious singer who became a serious Christian and then became a pastor. When I was leading the choir and when I was pastoring, it's the same work. But you see, there are levels of work. In those days where there, was no, uh, there, there were typewriters, where they type, you type. Now you can use a computer to type. They can use iPad to type. Different, it's all typing. It's all called typing. But at a different level. You are a shepherd. You can be a shepherd at a different level. At a different level, but you are still someone who is an Oshuaguton. God has called you to do something. So in Ephesians, he said, he gave some apostles and some what? Prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of what? Bishop explained that the original translation, there were no commas. 
There were no comments for so that now it's like the thing has been broken down. But it actually read read that for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, uh, for the edifying of the so the the work of the pastor, the prophet, the evangelist, and all them. It is just to perfect the saints, to edify the saints. Edify means that to build the saints up, so that they can all do the work of the ministry. So my job is to equip you, to empower you for the work of the ministry. The prophet's job is to equip you. That is why we believe that, you see, the work of God is not for one person. The work of God, everyone can work for God. Everyone can work for God. Can I have an amen? Everyone can work for God. My role as a pastor is to equip you to do the work. Because you are a saint. Once God has called you, you are what? You are a saint. Romans chapter 1 verse 7. Put it up for us. Romans chapter 1 verse 7 quickly. Romans 1 7. And then also give us 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2. Romans chapter 1 verse 7. What does it say? To all that be in Rome, beloved of God. What? Called to be what? Saints. When God called you and God chose you and you gave your life to Christ, you have been called as a saint. That's why John said that he saw a vision. And the people that were gathered in before the throne of God, it was like, it's like a sea of saints from every tribe and every tongue. We are all saints. Once you are saved, you become a saint unto God. So when he says that to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, he was actually saying that the purpose of a pastor is to strengthen the church members so that everyone can become a shepherd. Everyone can do the work of the ministry. And have an amen. Tell somebody sitting by you, you can do the work of the ministry. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2. It says that unto the church of God, which is at what? Corinth. To them that are what? Sanctified in Christ Jesus. You have been sanctified. Called to be what? To be saint. With all that in what? Every place called upon the name of what? Jesus Christ our Lord. Both theirs and ours. It's like... All the saints, everywhere, everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord, you have been called to be a saint. Lift up your hand, say, I'm a saint. Say, I'm a saint. Believe that you are a saint. Even though you are bad, eh, you are still a saint. That's why when the disciples, when they came to Jesus Christ and then they were coming to say that, you know, Lord, teach us how to pray. He said that if you who are evil... You know how to give good gifts to your children. It's like, you have come to teach us how to pray, but the Lord was telling them, you, you are evil, though. You are evil. Even though you desire to be a saint, you, you desire to actually pray and become spiritual, still there is evil with you. So it's not by your works. That's why God will use anybody. Sister, God can use you. Not that he can, he will use you. Are you still here? I am a saint. You are a saint. And the purpose of that is that God has chosen you. One of the marks of a great house is that there are many vessels. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 20. In a great house are many vessels. Bible says that. You see, so it's like God, eh, he will not choose only one particular fish. We have different types in the sea. Because the way we are, how many of us here, let me ask you a question. If you went to a place and then you went to a restaurant or something and then you went, to, you ordered some food and the food is nice, do you know that every time you go there, you say you want the same thing? Until the time that you can't stand it anymore. That is the nature of man. You are not willing to try anything else. But as for God, he doesn't choose one man. God uses different types of people. Yeah, they are cool preachers. They are loud preachers. They are active preachers. They are phlegmatic preachers. God uses all of them to accomplish the same work. God uses different types of singers. We have reggae singers. We have rock singers. We have what? Do the work. Can I have an amen? It says that not only vessels of gold, 
and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. I mean, we would choose gold. Hey, if you came to my house and I gave you calabash, you know what is calabash? Yeah, calabash is like a wooden thing. We used to drink porridge. You see a golden cup, and then when you came, I gave you a calabash and I put nice drink in it. He will look at it and he said, ah, what is this? America. <laughs> you won't even drink it. But God, it's not about how you look. But he's just looking for the heart. Can I have an amen? He said, some are gold, some are silver, some are wood, some are also made of the earth. Some are made of the earth. Yeah. They are made of clay, 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 clay. When you go to some places, it's the clay. The same clay that they use, the mud they use to make their house. It's the same thing they take up and then they just make it nice. And then they bake it a little bit and they are drinking from it. The same thing. But look at what he said. Some to honor and some to dishonor. Next verse quickly. If a man therefore purges himself from this, he shall what? Be a vessel unto honor. You can choose to become. If you purge yourself from all the afflictions of this life and the activities of this life, you say that, you know what? My little life, I want to use it to work for God. The Bible says that you become a vessel of honor because all that he's looking for is people who have what? Availed themselves. And then he will use them. He said, you will become a meat for the, what? the master's use. You become a vessel that God can work through. You become a vessel that God can work through. Think about it. Just think about it. There are many people, evangelists, some come, they go, others come, singers, some come, they go, others come. There used to be some old singers. Now there are new ones who have come up. Because God is always using different types of vessels to accomplish the same thing. That is why he said, prepared unto every good work. God wants you to, and the best work in this life is to become a shepherd. There's no better work. There's no better work in this life to do than to become a shepherd. Than to use your life to be the one that is going to shepherd the sheep of God. One of the things Jesus Christ said that for all that you have given to me, I make sure I will lose none. It's like, my whole goal is that the people you have given to me, that I will, not, I will lose none, that on that day, I'll be able to present them back unto you. It was a burden. It was a burden. His goal is all men will come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Are you still here? You have gone home. Hallelujah. So you can be a vessel. You can be a shepherd. And you can be a good one. Are you still here? Tell the Lord to make you a vessel. Hallelujah. So there are reasons why you can become what? A shepherd. Are you still here? What do you think is the reason why you can become a shepherd? To do the work. Because you are being equipped to do the work. Yeah, you are being equipped to do the work. There's no reason why you come and warm the pews. You must rise up. That's why we are going to introduce the Basanta, basenta systems. That everybody will have a group of people that you care for. See, sometimes you don't know the plight of the pastor until you begin to care for people yourself. Numbers chapter 11. Put it up for us. Moses went straight and said that, Lord, this thing is a burden. Straight away. He said that, you know, Leading people, eh? <laughs> Don't let us go there. Leading people. Hallelujah. Leading people is such a burden. Numbers chapter 11 from verse 16. Put it up for us quickly. This is all because the people that the Lord chose Moses to go and lead, the people started complaining. He said, hey, hey, you have brought us here to the wilderness to come and kill us. We want to go back to Egypt where we used to eat cucumber and all the way, chilies and all that. Take us back, take us back. There's food. Hey, that's how man is. The woman that you gave to me. Meanwhile, the Lord saw that it was not good for a man to be alone. 
But now he's telling the Lord that the woman you gave to me. It's like the child that you gave me is the child that is not making me come to church. Right? Luke chapter 14. When they said the master put forth a banquet and they invited bad many to come. Number one said what? I bought a piece of land. I must go and what? Look at it. Somebody said that I bought some oxen. I must go and try them. That, you see, one of the things that was even annoying is that the one that, the other one said, uh, please excuse me, the, the two. They said, please excuse me. The guy who has married the wife, he said that, I have married the wife, so I will not come. He did not ask for permission. Read your Bible carefully. All of them, the first two said that, please tell the master, let me be excused. The second one also said, let me be excused. But the one, I think is what, 14, about um, 20, thereabout. And another said, I have married, I cannot come. I said, therefore, I cannot come. I married, therefore, the woman that you gave me. Go to the one before, the one before, 19. Look at them. They were a little polite about it, even though it was so. He said what? I pray thee, have me excused. Yeah. As for that one, it's nice. The one before, it, huh? He said, and they all with one accord or concern began to what? Make excuses. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. I must need go and see it. I pray thee, have me excuse. The next one. He said, and another said, I have bought five yokes of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excuse. Then look at the final one. Marriage has power. I say marriage has power. I mean, he said that, and another said, I have married a wife, and therefore, I cannot come. I got to enjoy. Man, see, it's straightforward. I married a wife. It means that when you marry, that's why you have to go on the honeymoon. Yeah. You cannot come. You cannot come. Hey! People are not people. Hey! Say you cannot come fully. I say you can become a shepherd. The call of God is not a big deal. In fact, somewhere, you see, sometimes uh, the call of God upon your life is the voice of your pastor. When I say, bro, I need you to go and do the technical thing, it could be the call of God upon your life. When I say I want you to do transportation, it could be the call of God upon your life. When I say I need you to sing a song, it could be the call of God upon your life. Because in first Samuel, when Samuel was born and brought to the house of the prophet Eli, and Bible says that he served before the Lord in the house of Eli. One time he was sleeping and the Lord called. When the Lord called, he ran and he came to the man and said that you called me. Then the prophet said that I did not call you. This presupposes that the voice of God, the call of God, sometimes it sounds like the call of man. Can I have an amen? So sometimes, eh, and I, I will say that about my own life. When I was moving from New York, going to Athens, Apostle Joel said that, Pastor Harold, we are about to start a church in um, Columbus, Ohio. If you get a chance, go and help. That was it. If you get a chance, go and help. We used to live two hours away we lived in Athens. The church was in Columbus, Ohio. If we get it, how I found the chance to go, I don't know. Eventually, we had to move to come and live closer to the church so that the, the school would be a motivation to drive to. So we moved from Athens to come and live in Columbus, Ohio. Because when I get up in the morning, I'll be motivated to drive two, two hours to school. But if I have to drive two hours to church... Someday, I might feel a little weak. So we switch the thing. Sometimes you have to make choices that will be in the favor of the work of God. Little did I know that if you get a chance, if you get a chance, go and help, was actually the call of God upon my life. That was it. Then we kept on going, 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 we kept on going. I finished school. I was looking for a school. I didn't find any school. Spalding University. 
After that, I was driving three and a half hours to come to school. Come in. Go. Like that. Did that when I finished. So, as you are finished, go to Kentucky and start a church. Just like that. And this is what we have by the grace of God. If you get a chance, if you get a chance, if I said, you know, America is very busy, you know, you know, I can't be driving two hours. You know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. America. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I would have still been. Yeah. Now I'm your pastor. But the call was only if you get the chance. If you get a chance, when we needed somebody to go and pastor the church in uh, 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 what, what do you call it, Lexington, Kentucky, I offered it to many. At the point in time, Pastor Hans was there and I said that, you know, Charlie. That is what made him an MS and put him on an expedited path to become a pastor. And he was appointed as a pastor. Just saying that, oh, you know what, Charlie, listen, we can try it to work, it to work, it to work, it to work, it to work. Now he's a pastor. So sometimes our willingness, God blesses our intent. God even blesses our heart and our mind. So I'm telling you, God blesses. Recently I've seen that. I told you. Just decided to do something for somebody. I was there and somebody cashed me up $1,000. Simply because I decided to do something for somebody. Simple. God blesses the intent. God blesses your mind. That is why he says that what? He went to Eli. He ran to Eli. After he went three times, how come that the person who did not hear the voice was the one who knew what you must do with the voice? Eli did not hear the voice of God. How come that Eli, the prophet, the pastor of the house, was the one who had an interpretation what you must do with the voice? The God uses men. And tonight I say you can become a shepherd. You must believe that you can become a shepherd. Hallelujah. So we must rise up. Begin to ask God for a burden to do something for him. Not at an ordinary level. I mean, when you are there, you should be, you should be burdened by the church. When we sleep, we don't sleep. We are thinking about you. When we are driving, we are taking plans. Seeing what can be done. Yeah, 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 yeah. And God rewards all that. There's nobody sitting here who is more busy than myself. I can pull my schedule. There's no single person who is more busy than myself. Maybe you have other things, but even just pastoring the church, I mean, every meeting, you can do anything you want to do if you are willing. Yeah. Yeah, bring your notes, we'll compare. Bring your notes, we'll compare. Now listen, sometimes God grace gives grace. Sometimes God gives supernatural grace. Sometimes I wonder, how do I do it myself? I don't know. But God gives grace. Every time I'm needed, some way, somehow, the Lord frees my schedule. I'm there. If you like, call me and say that here, here, here. 4 a.m. About three days, somebody called me 4 a.m. Charlie, I'm dying, you know. I say, where? Where are you dying? I'm coming. Because then we got there, we assessed the situation. So more is just a little bit muscle spasms. <laughs> we laid hands, we prayed, and said, Charlie, it is well with you. We left the scene. It was well. Say, and then you, you, you. That's why it breaks my heart when somebody tells me that, Pastor, I know you are busy. I look busy. But God has made me your shepherd. When you need me, I'm available. Yeah, I always say, if you like, call me. If you like, as you are sitting here, call me. I will answer. <laughs> Once your name shows up, I will answer. Every other person, maybe I'll cross. Because, you know, sometimes that's what, sometimes uh, there was, today, sister, I was thinking about you. I'll tell you. I picked up my phone almost, but then she tested me and asked me that when does church service start? I just didn't want to excite her by just, you know, saying, no, I was just, you know, it, it, just when I picked up my phone, then she was like, when does church service start? I said, oh, pastor, how are you? And when does church service start? I said, I'm blessed, cry. I hope you too and the family. And I said, just service starts at 10, at 7. And I gave her the message. My hand typed 7, but my, in my head it was 10. Are you still here? 
Yeah. So it's like just when, just when, just when, just when. That's why when you are driving and somebody comes on your mind, stop and then contact that person. You will be surprised. The person needs you. Or the person has need of something. There's an answer. Maybe we'll go, oh, sister, how are you? The fact that they thought of you and then you call them, you give that person hope that God has answered my prayer. So do not ignore your feelings. This morning I was there. I, I just I wanted to say that I picked up my phone and I was texting him. I said, so John, how are you? Then he, was, he responded, fine, I'm good, but can we talk? I said, ah, what is he going to talk to me about? I said, yes, yeah, sure. Then we called, we spoke a little bit. One or two things, we prayed about it. It is done. Yeah, but where, what I was doing, there was no need for me to pick up a phone to text. I said, sometimes somebody comes on your mind. Take a break and respond. It's because of the shepherd in you. Because a shepherd leads the sheep. A shepherd cares for the sheep. Can I have an Amen. And when you rise up and you become a shepherd, and you have six members whom you are shepherding, you have six, you are shepherding, you have six shepherds, then I can be freed to shepherd you proper. Yeah. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? So the call of God, eh, it can be like the call of man. What am I saying? As we are encouraging you, oh, you can do this. Brother Bright, you can start a church. It could be your highest level of calling. Apostle Joel, Bishop says in his book, at a point in time, he said he was following him in London in a tube station. You know, London, they use these trains. In a tube station, he was following him. Apostle Joel, tell Apostle Joel that I think you should go to America and go and do this church. Where he turned and said that I'm allergic to that subject. The allergic pastor, and he will tell you, the allergic pastor is the one who now has all the churches. He is what? The chairman of the bishop's council. It means that when you take the whole entire church, if bishop is not there, he's the chairman of the bishop council. The entire bishops, he's the chairman of them. The person who was allergic, it was the same person, his allergy. He was allergic. He was cured of his allergy to be able to tell me that as you are going, there is a church going to start going help. If he had an anaphylactic reaction, me too, I would not have responded to become a pastor. Can I have an amen? amen. You can do the work. Never seek to be equal. Tell you the work. You know, it's plenty. You can come. God can give you a prophetic gift. When I manifest in this area, you too, you do the prophetism. Just move. It's a church. Because God gave gift to men. Some walk in all the, 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 the fivefold ministries, but others also, God has specialized. I was talking to one brother today, one of them said the convention, it became clear that he had the word of knowledge. It was on point. He calls you, he begins to speak, and the thing is on point. Because I told him that me too, I was manifesting. Me too, my own is different. Maybe I don't have a word of knowledge. But there is a grace, the grace of the voice, the grace to create the presence of like Saturday, the church was over. We are just receiving benediction, and the presence of the Lord fell. Tell him it's an encouragement. God does things to encourage us. There is nothing worth more than giving your life to do the work of God. That's why when you get the opportunity to do the work of God, do not pass it on. When you pass it on, you become barren and you stay barren. Until Mary and Sarah got up and became youthful again. She was going to remain barren for the rest of her life. But the promise of God is yea. It will never be taken away from you. That's why the call of God is without repentance. There is a reason why you are sitting here tonight. Yeah, there could have been many more people, but there is a reason why you are here tonight. So see that God is calling you again. The call of God. Have you ever heard anybody else who, apart from uh, uh, Saul's encounter on the way to Damascus, the Lord has called this? He said, you did not choose me. Who is an ordained person? An ordained person is somebody who has been anointed for the work of the ministry. Uh, John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and I ordained you to go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall remain. It's a call. It's a call. When God speaks, there's still small voice. Hallelujah. 
So whatever, whatever it is, rise up, tell the Lord, begin to pray that God will burden you. Father, give me the burden of the work. I have, a, I have such strong burden. Eh? You see, when, when, I mean, sometimes, eh, I don't know if Sunday you were feeling it. Sunday, it was like, the whole place was very rigid and tense. I don't know if you felt it. How many of us felt it? The whole place was rigid and tense. When I look at people's faces, I just realized that they're just walking. But you know the greatest aspect of the service? It was when the altar call and the ladies came to stand there and they were weeping. The entire service, it was for them. Yeah, they were here. When Sister Dorothy told me, they were weeping and they were crying. Some of them, when we said that, this is the last, this is the final call. This is the final call. And they got up here. And then as they, by the time they finished praying the sinner's prayer, tears were running down their cheeks. That is what excites heaven. It's not our big manism or big womanism or our dignity or our cantankrosity or the way we know we just, we are puffed up. That's not what God is looking like. You know, sometimes don't be deceived though. Say that you, there were a lot of CEO members. You know who is a CEO member of a church? CEO. You know what the CEO? Christmas and Easter only. Yeah. The members, Christmas and Easter only church members. They were here plenty. Yeah. Christmas and what? CEO only. Yeah. They have come fully. They are all our members. Oh, when they see me, hey, pastor, they text me, pastor, everywhere, pastor. When I see them, I stop. I see them anywhere. I saw one brother, one day, he said, I said, hey, I was driving, I saw him park there. Then I stopped my car, I said, do you need, I suspected that he's run out of gas. I said, you know what, do you, it was the time we were cutting the grass, so I had a, a gallon in my car. I said, do you need the gas? He said, oh, Pastor, I'm okay, but where he was standing on top of some bridge. He said, oh, I'm fine, go. I said, I won't go. Start your car. Let me see if the car can start. I said, give me your key. I want to sit there. I started the car. The car started. I saw the gauge a little up. I knew he could get to the gas station. But I stopped. One time he saw me, the same guy he saw me, he said, Pastor, don't stop praying. The Lord is blessing me too much. But he said, see you, member. Say, don't stop praying. The Lord is blessing me. I say, I can't stand. The Lord is blessing me too much. Hey, I have oxen. I must go and try them. You have forgotten about the Lord. But guess what? All these people we can follow up on. All these people we can shepherd them. You know, you can seriously be involved in the work of the ministry. Shepherding them, you know, following them up, caring for them, preaching to them, visiting them, you know, engaging them in the work of God. Because if somebody gets established, yeah, somebody gets established, and I tell you, God is raising us up. Hallelujah. I've not even started my message. Oh. All this is a warm up, but we'll end here. Hallelujah. We are going to end the service. It's not that uh, I don't have anything to say. I just, I've not run out of words. I've just run out of time. Amen. So next week we are going to see the reasons why you can become a shepherd. Because the harvest is truly plenteous. The laborers are few. And if God has called us into this work, rise up and embrace it. Someday the Lord will say thank you. Join the evangelistic move on the south side. Every Saturday, look forward to it. He that winneth soul is wise. Let's include ourselves in the wisest people on the face of the earth. Tell somebody. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Tell somebody about Christ. Let somebody get to know about you know, your life. You know, sometimes mesmerize people. Today, I was having post-conference with a group of students. Somebody said something. I said, it's their temperament. Then what say? He said, what? It, it, become, it became a temperament lecture. Next student, I mean, everything is in the body. We lecture them and say, we'll continue. It's leading to salvation. No? You will see, no, Father, I ask you into my heart. They brought themselves. Yeah. 
Anytime somebody begins to show interest in what you are doing, take advantage of it and put it in somewhere. Because there's something they have seen about you or something about you that has drawn their attention. If the Lord, Bible says that, I think in, in John chapter 6, about, talking about no one will come to me except they are drawn by God. If God does not draw anybody, they will not come. For the fact that the person just, oh, I like your sweater. The Lord has drawn them. They are coming in for the sweater. But there's something you have inside to give them. Make sure you give it to them before it's too late. Make sure you give it to them before it's too late. Shall we rise to our feet? I can become a shepherd. You can become a shepherd. Let's rise up and do this work. Hallelujah. 300 members by the end of the year. It will come to pass. To come to pass. To come to pass. Just begin to thank God. Begin to thank God for the opportunity. Begin to thank God. There is no higher calling, no greater honor than to bow and kneel before your throne. I'm amazed at your mercy. Oh, yes, Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just lift up your hands and tell the Lord, thank you. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for choosing you. Thank the Lord for choosing you. The call of God, the call of God upon your life. The call of God, the call of God, mighty call. Father, in the name of Jesus, pray, pray, pray. You can become, sometimes you can become barren, you know. You can become barren just by not being flexible enough. Do this. Oh, I want to do this. Hey, do this. Be not becoming, becoming flexible enough. It's a type of barrenness. Father, give us the grace and give us the mercy. Give us, oh God, the ability to sacrifice and also use the wisdom of God. Make me a vessel that you can work through. Tell the Lord, do you want, you want to be a vessel? It doesn't matter the material you are made up of. But tell the Lord, the Lord... Make me a servant. Make me a servant. Equip me as a saint for the work of the ministry. Equip me as a saint for the work of the ministry. Pray for that burden. Pray for that burden. Pray for a spiritual burden to become a shepherd. To become someone that takes care of the sheep of the Lord. Pray for that spiritual burden. It's a burden. It's a burden. Pray that God will give you that burden. Place your hand on your heart. Place your hand on your heart. If you are here tonight, it's because you are serious with God. It's because you mean business with God. Father, in the name of Jesus, tear up, oh God, a burden in our heart. A burden, oh God, to work for you like never before. Raise us up to be shepherds. Raise us up, oh God, to have sheep of our own. Raise us up, oh God, to visit the people and to preach to them, to counsel them. Raise us up, oh God, to be, my God, involved in the life of the work of the ministry, oh God. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. May our lives never be the same. We thank you, Lord. Give us a heart of flesh. Give us a heart of flesh. Father, may we not magnify our own problems, Lord, at the expense, O oh God, of the call that is upon our lives. Everyone that has a call on their lives, O oh God, you have called them to do something. I pray for the grace, O oh God, and boldness, Lord, my God, to execute it according to your will. In the name of Jesus, every giftings, O oh God, the giftings, O oh God, my God, the graces that you have given to us, O oh God, but it's running dry. Tonight, O oh God, let there be a stirring. Let there be a feeling, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. May there be spiritual oil changes, Lord. Change the oil in our engines, O oh God. May we be revitalized and may we, may we be re-sparked again, Lord. My God, with a sincere passion in the name of Jesus. May we walk out of barrenness from tonight. May we walk out into fruitfulness, Lord. My God, doing the activities that will cause us, Lord. Heal our hearts. Give us strength. Raise us up. May, we, it, never, may it never be that when we get to heaven, and we appear before you. We would ask to come back and to finish the work we did not do. May it be that we are doing it now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Greet the next shepherd standing by you. Give them a high five. Yeah, a lady shepherd. And then... Uh, a uh, uh, he shepherd and she shepherd. A <laughs> he shepherd and a she shepherd. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you. 
We believe the word of God has actually come down to you, and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Ballarat Drive in Louisville, Kentucky, this and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.